You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Every week, myself and my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, bring you the news that doctors are talking about across the country in doctor's lounges all over America. We try to give you an idea, a snapshot of the issues so that you can be prepared to uh, advocate for yourself and for your family with regard to your health care needs. We are brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only doctor-led healthcare think tank in the country. And uh, we are dependent on you now more than ever for your help. So please go to our website at www.d4pcfoundation.org. That's d4pcfoundation.org. And please continue to support what we're doing if you enjoy listening to this show and um, you are following our work um, through our website and uh, all the other information that we try to uh, bring to you on a regular basis. Before I begin, um, I wanted to congratulate Stuart Sink, who won a tournament uh, at the age of 47 after a, I think it was a 12-year drought on the PGA Tour. His sponsor, if you were watching the tournament and looked at his golf shirt on the side of his, on his sleeve, was Barber Orthopedics. And so I was just extremely, extremely excited when I saw that. I jumped out of my skin, and I had to get in touch with my co-host, Dr. Barber, and congratulate him. And he was he was all pumped up, and it was just a, a real cool thing to, to see that happen. So congratulations to Stuart Sink. Congratulations to my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber. Um, I wanted to welcome all of you racists to the show today because we are all racists if you have not already gotten that message. And today I'm going to talk to you about this because nobody's talking about medicine per se this week. They're not. They're talking about race because that's all that we are being judged by. That's all we are hearing. And I want you to stay with me in the show today because later I'm going to just blow you away with a story that has gotten very little attention about a Boston hospital that's set to offer preferential care based on race. Now, um, this is something that uh, that I, I, I mean, I, I think that we are right now at the lowest point in the history of our country. I, I really, truly believe that. Because this week, the American legal system was co-opted by the mob and the country was betrayed to, betrayed by and lied to by a sitting U.S. president. This is what doctors are talking about, by the way, in doctors' lounges. We're not talking about medicine because there's really nothing to talk about right now. And I'll try to bring that point back to everybody in uh, the show later on. What we are talking about in doctors' lounges is the outrage 
that everybody should be feeling by what is going on in our country today. Derek Chauvin was convicted this week by a Minneapolis jury to second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. Now, let me just say this. I think that Derek Chauvin was directly responsible for the death of George Floyd. I don't think that there's any question that his actions were responsible for this. Whether or not there were other extenuating circumstances is something that should be able to be debated in this country. But unfortunately, we are far past that point where there can be a debate. But worse than that, you you have to um, you have to acknowledge that what's happening around this whole issue is dragging our country down. Look, I think that the video of George Floyd's death was as damning as you can get. Whether or not there were extenuating circumstances leading up to it with video that has not been shown widely on mainstream media is another is, is, is what I was alluding to that can be debated, whether or not he had pre-existing conditions, whether or not he t- had drugs in his system. All of those can be debated, but there's no getting around the fact that, that Derek Chauvin showed disregard for the well-being of George Floyd. And, and so to that extent, there was no question in most people's minds that he went beyond normal policing uh, policies and uh, was responsible for the death of George Floyd. Now, whether you want to call it murder or manslaughter, that's that's you know that's a different story. But it was what led up to the verdict that was truly despicable. Never mind that it was unlikely that Derek Chauvin could even get a fair trial in Minneapolis or in the U.S. today. The venue was moved to Minneapolis proper where a more favorable jury for the prosecution could be assembled. But the problem is that the jury was not sequestered. And they knew what was going on in the around Minneapolis, throughout the country, by virtue of what was being reported by the media. And they knew that if they did not deliver a guilty verdict, that the country would burn. So in that regard, the justice system failed Derek Chauvin. Chauvin had absolutely zero chance of getting a fair trial. But the fact that a sitting member of Congress in a state far removed from where this crime occurred could show up and issue a warning and a call to arms if the, quote, correct, end quote, verdict was not delivered, in my opinion, and I'm not alone, in the opinion of many, in and of itself is an act of sedition and incitement to riot. This is far worse than the actions that this 
Congresswoman Maxine Waters accused Trump of on January 6th when he told people who were protesting in Washington to peacefully and patriotically march to the Congress and let their voices be heard. What Maxine Waters did was tell people that if the verdict that they wanted to see happen did not occur, that they should be more confrontational. How could you be more confrontational than riot? What does that even mean? What does that look like? How is this even tolerable in this country? Where are we going, people? This is... Uh, it's 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 unprecedented it is un-american and it is absolutely wrong this is shameful maxine waters should not be allowed to be in congress and it's shameful that not a single democrat not one would would voice opposition to what she's doing when they tried to censure her when when minority leader McCarthy tried to censure her not a single democrat would get on the bandwagon and and agree that what she did was wrong where are we going what is going on what is this saying to people in this country when when you can't get a fair trial if the verdict is not what you want it to be you are being encouraged by congress people to do worse do worse acts than riot to just then destroy property than to loot and to to um assault people especially police officers this is what we saw as a country happen in the South, where I live, in the 1930s. If a black man were on trial for a crime, any crime, you would see white people assemble outside of the courthouse with torches and pitchforks, ready to drag the man out of the court if he was acquitted and lynch him on the spot. The left claims that we are that that we are doing modern day lynchings of these um, black men, these black not just men, men and women who are being who are, who are dying at the hands of police officers. They're calling it modern-day lynchings, when in fact it's just the opposite. The modern-day lynchings are, being, are, are taking place because of the mob. The tables have turned. The oppressed are now the oppressors. They are demanding that they see justice the way that they see it and not blinded by what has traditionally been the American way. This is mob rule. And why is this happening? Well, because they've teamed up with the left. The people who are 
um, race warriors who are race baiters have <clears throat> found a very convenient ally in the leftists, the Marxists, the people who hate this country. They, the people who hate this country, the Marxists, want to see it burned down. And what better ally is there than <clears throat> people who are aggrieved and who believe that we are a racist country and we're going to need to bring America to its knees and teach it a lesson? The leftists see nothing good about America, and this is the vehicle, race-baiting, racial division, is the vehicle that the left is using to divide the country, to drag us down. Make no mistake about this. This is not about race. This is about the leftists, the Marxists, using these people, just like they use everybody else, to achieve their goal, which is to destroy America. Um, racism is is not rampant in the United States. We are not an inherently racist country. It is There is no such thing as institutional racism in our country. But the left are masterful at word salad. And they are not only taking over every institution in every aspect of our life and insinuating themselves and infecting it like a virus, like COVID, but they're taking over our language. And they are very good at it because they have the media, for God knows what reason, the media is on board with this. But they are. Race is now the new dog whistle for the left. You know, the left has used dog whistles in the past. They've used Islamophobic, homophobic, xenophobic, anti-feminism, transphobic. But no slur that they have been able to attribute to those who oppose them is worse. No slur is more vile than calling somebody a racist. That's as as low as you can go. When you say somebody is a racist, you end the discussion. It's over. Because if you believe that and you say that, then you can't you you take your time. You you lose track of the argument at that point because you're too busy defending a negative that can't be proven. If somebody says to you, you're a racist, you're busy trying to to prove to them how you're not a racist. And the more that they, the left uses that, the more institutions, the more that prominent Americans, the more that everyone is going to go so far to the left to prove that they're not a racist, that this is achieving the goal of the Marxists. Um, there, I want, I want to, uh, I want to, to say that, um, Everything right now is about race. History is racist. Our founding fathers, racist. 
Things in school are racist. Math is racist. We've heard this. The royal family is racist. What isn't racist today in America? What are we are we seeing that's not examined under the lens of race? This is the anti-Martin Luther King kind of way of thinking where everything and I mean everything is judged by the way somebody looks and it's permeated into every aspect of our life and all institutions it is sickening it's it's crept into the justice department where people are and I, and I, I don't necessarily mean now just racism, but wokeism, and the reaction to what is um, perceived as wrongs in America. The Justice Department has been co-opted. Academia has been co-opted. You know, you can't go to a college campus today and actually say anything in the public square that is conservative because that is racist. You can't be on college campus and voice opposition to wokeism. You'll be canceled. If you're a faculty member, you'll be fired. And it's permeated not just on the college campuses, but to high schools and to middle schools and even elementary schools where kindergartners are being taught that because they're white, they're racist. These are children who don't even know what that word means. And this is what they're being told by a, a, a woke society of, of leftists that are using people as their tools to achieve what they want to get. This has crept into the media, obviously in the media. The media is... The mainstream media is the is the uh, PR arm of the Democrat Party, but they're not even pretending to be fair anymore. They are so so far left and so woke that they make up stories, like we saw on sixty Minutes with Governor DeSantis trying to accuse him of of cronyism with the COVID vaccines and favoritism to the public's chain, which was a made-up story. And we see it um, in, uh, in social media, where if you are a conservative and you say something that is not approved by the woke censors of the social media giants, that your account will be canceled. Forget about the fact that that tyrants, that murderers around the world can can uh, post the most vile and disgusting things, and that's okay. You can be in a, a Chinese, um, you know, politician and and murder millions of people or or put millions of people in concentration camps, but on social media you can say whatever you want. Same is true about Russians 
or Iranians or Cubans or Venezuelans. And I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the oppressors. But if you're a Republican in the United States and you say that the border is is um, a crisis and that the president has has um, abrogated his responsibility, you're can't you're canceled. Your account is canceled. This this whole racism wokeism has permeated into sports. We can't even watch sports anymore without having to confront this and see this pushed right in our face. People want to escape from this in sports and in entertainment, and they can't because it is being pushed onto people, and people are getting sick of this. Even the military is is unfortunately been infected by this way of thinking. And just when it appeared that they couldn't go far enough. They couldn't get enough of the institutions and the, the, the pillars of our society to sign on to this nonsense. Now it's business. Now American businesses have signed on and are part of this. They've caved. The great companies in this company have cowered to the mob and they've signed on to a a phony statement about the Georgia voting law being racist in the New York Times there was a list of over a hundred companies and individuals well over a hundred that signed on to this statement we stand for democracy this is so outrageous how stupid these people are because they are stupid why are they stupid because they have not even read what the georgia voting law is all about they don't understand what's in it instead what they're doing is they're reacting emotionally they're reacting to what people are telling them you know that's that's the same thing as if i as a surgeon were told by somebody who knows nothing about medicine or about about my patient that my patient had a problem um, because they heard about this and they read about it and they heard they had a test and they had this problem that needed to be fixed and I say oh okay I I I hear what you're saying okay I'm going to act on that. And I'm going to go ahead and take them to the operating room and operate for that problem that you're telling me that they have. How absurd is that? How stupid is it that business leaders in this country would risk their businesses on a lie and on the on the narrative that a group of leftists are trying to push and 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 perpetrate on on our country? And I'm not talking about, you know, just a few businesses. I'm talking about, let me read to you some of the, the list of some of these, these businesses that have signed on to this. Amazon, BlackRock, Google, Apple, Cisco, Microsoft, Twitter, United Airlines, American Airlines, MasterCard, Bank of America, Facebook, Target, Amazon, Starbucks, Netflix. They all have signed on 
saying how racist the Georgia voting law is and and celebrities on on as well like like I care what the celebrities even say there's some people who do but George Clooney Queen Latifah Lin-Manuel Miranda Gwyneth Paltrow even sports figures like Dwayne Wade and we've seen what um what other sports figures LeBron James for example he's constantly tweeting out things that um that that uh point out the racism in our country but fail to acknowledge the abuses in China where he's got probably more LeBron James jerseys sold than than in America and in Western Europe combined. So this is this is really um, dragging the country down. And the coup de grace happened when the president of the United States acknowledged before the verdict on the Chauvin trial that it would be good if the jury arrived at the, quote, right verdict, end quote. Does anyone think that this could have influenced the jury? When the president of the United States tells you to do something, doesn't that have an impact on you? Because that's exactly what these same people are telling us happened on January 6th, when President Trump said to people, march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. Those were really not what he meant to say. What he meant to say was storm the Capitol and and uh, and go kill people in there. That That's what the left would have you believe. But when Joe Biden tells people that they better come up with the right verdict in this trial or there's going to be hell to pay, what do you think people are going to do? Um, how pro- I mean, this is this is amazing that that he said that, but it only got worse after the verdict because the president and the vice president held a press conference and they did what no president in the United States history has ever done. No president. He told the world that America is a racist nation. He lied to the world. Because America is not a racist nation. He insulted me. He directly insulted me. I take that personally. He tells me that I'm a racist. I am not a racist. And I no longer acknowledge that I have any respect for this man who who puts down half the country, who half the country does not does not buy in to the to the garbage that he's peddling and he tells us that we are racist because of that Barack Obama went to the Middle East and to the UN and he told the world that we've been derisive and dismissive and he apologized to tyrants all around the world for America's behaviors but even on his worst day there were many of those he never told the world that we were a racist country. But Joe Biden, who, by the way, has a long, long track record of racism himself, is telling the world that we are racist. What message is he sending to the world? 
what message is he sending to half the population who disagrees with him? What message is he sending to impressionable young people in this country who have not learned about our greatness because it's not taught in schools? And Democrats, by the way, have effectively shut down schools around the country for almost two years, making kids even stupider so that they can listen to this crap by the president, listen to the garbage from the media, and because they lack any education or knowledge about our country, they'll swallow this hook, line, and sinker just like the CEOs of over a 100 companies in this country who are supposedly smart and supposedly educated. We're at a break right now, so I'm going to talk about the outrageous um, racism in health care that we see on the horizon in this upcoming segment. You want, you will not want to miss this, so stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. Um, your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and we are talking today about racism. Yes, racism in America, because we are all racists, and we are a racist country, and we need to atone for that. And... Uh, we see this every day, and this is what doctors are talking about, believe it or not, because this is the only thing that America is talking about. Um, I left off telling about how the President of the United States is is um, a disgrace. He is lying to the American public, and he is actually um, fomenting more hatred, more more racism, more bigotry by lying and saying to the world what a racist country we are. It's very difficult to view a man like that with any respect. And um, I know that there's a good chance that this is not actually him having these thoughts because I'm not sure that he can even connect three logical thoughts together. 
but that it's the people around him who are handing him script and thinking for him and writing for him because the people he surrounded himself with are leftists and they want to see the country burn. And Joe Biden is the tool to allow that to happen. But nonetheless, he's sitting in the chair and the buck stops with him. Now, these companies that signed on to this phony statement this about the Georgia law being racist, you know, there's so many that have signed on and the answer is to um, not to boycott, but to sell off their stock. And and that will, I think, um, get way more, way more attention on the part of these CEOs. But who didn't sign on to this law? Well, Walmart didn't. J.P. Morgan didn't. Jamie Dimon uh, refused to uh, um, cave despite incredible pressure from prominent black businessmen. And Coke and Delta didn't sign, but they did enough damage when this law first was passed because their CEOs came out and basically created the narrative that this was a racist law and opened the door for these companies to jump on the bandwagon. So they didn't need to sign on. They already did enough damage. But the frustrating thing is that this is all one gigantic lie because it's not restricting anybody's right to vote. It's the anti-cheating bill, and these leftists know it, and they've gotten the argument to to come back to race as they have used this as their vehicle to incite um, dissent around the country. Um, but but it is far from racist, and there are um, numerous states around the country that have far more restrictive voting laws than Georgia. Delaware, Joe, uh, Joe Biden's state being one of them. Um, but the media is spinning this. And um, being the PR firm of the left, they're peddling this without actually reading the law, without actually being honest about it, and they're just stirring up emotions. They are stirring the pot, and companies have bought this hook, line, and sinker. So just remember, this is not uh, a a bill that is is geared towards um, restricting anybody's right to vote. It is. It is restricting the ability to cheat, which is what the left has mastered. They're very good at it. And and this is an attempt to, to uh, stop this. And other states are in the process of doing the same thing because the right to vote is is every American's right and every vote needs to count. And not, not be... Um, undermined by by cheating you know americans are not racist despite what you are hearing on the news despite what these marxists are telling you in fact i have to i will absolutely stand up to them and tell them that it's them who are the racists? They're racist because they're using race 
to differentiate people. I am going to coin a term that I'm going to start using and call them neo-racists. These neo-racists are trying to divide people and destroy the country. They rely on race and they push it and it tells everyone that your activities, your actions, everything is based on race. And you need to modify your behavior based on race. You view the world based on race. And you constantly push that, that opinion. And w- by doing so, by making this distinction, these neo-racists are actually favoring one race, theirs, over another. Most Americans don't view everyday interactions in the workplace, in the schools, on the streets as a racist interaction. But these neo-racists do. Everything that they they see in life is viewed through the prism of race. And that, my friends, by definition itself is racism. That's why they are neo-racists. And this is exactly what the left is trying to do. They are trying to split the country. They are trying to create a race war because the more you tell Americans that they're racist, one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to get the woke crowd who are going to jump on their bandwagon to prove that they're not racist, or you're going to get people who resist because they're offended And they are disgusted by people in this country calling them names and telling them something that they're not. I know that when I get into an argument with someone and they tell me something about me that is completely false and they try to make the point that I'm something that I'm not without even knowing who I am, it gets me even angrier. And that's what these neo-racists are doing. They're telling Americans who never had a thought about, um, a negative thought about any particular group of people that they're racist just because they're white. That, my friends, is what is the virus that is infecting our country today. This is worse than COVID because there is only one way to stop this, and that's for good people to stand up to this and to fight back. When you have black conservatives who are fighting back and pushing back, that should tell people everything that they need to know. It's not, they're pushing back is not because they're Uncle Tom's. It's not because they are, um, they, they've, they've been um, co-opted by the white community. It's because they believe that this country is a good country. It's probably the least racist country in 
the world. But the left wants you to believe that it's the most racist so that they can burn down America. Let me, um, let me share with you before we, I lose track of timing, can't get into this, how racism has crept into even medicine. I said earlier about how it is infecting every aspect of society that we live in. There's a this this article that that came out, which is 100% correct, um, is getting zero airtime, and I'm going to read it to you. It's a short article, but I'm going to read it to you, and I want this article to sink in because this is how low we've gotten. It's Boston Hospital set to offer preferential care based on race. A Boston hospital says it will offer, quote, preferential care based on race, end quote, and, quote, race explicit interventions, end quote, in an attempt to engage in an anti-racist agenda for medicine based on critical race theory. Let me just go off the script for a second. Just saying that they're going to they're going to um, engage in an anti-racist agenda in and of itself is racist. And if they can't see that, then they have, they're, they're too far gone to uh, even, even uh, bring back into some sense of, of uh, normalcy or, or some sense of, of uh, real um, critical thinking. Let me go back to the article. A Boston Review article titled, quote, An Anti-Racist Agenda for Medicine, end quote, lays out a plan from Brigham and Women's Hospital, one of the biggest hospitals and most prominent in the United States, that implements a reparations framework for distributing medical resources in order to comprehensively confront structural racism. Together, with a coalition of fellow practitioners and hospital leaders, we have developed what we hope will be a replicable pilot program for direct redress of many racial health care inequities, Harvard Medical School instructors Bram Wispilwe and Michelle Morse wrote in the article. The authors explain that racial inequity in hospitals is negatively affecting patients and proposed solutions such as cash transfers and discounted or free care for minorities only. Offering preferential care based on race or ethnicity may elicit legal challenges from our system of colorblind law. But we encourage other institutions to proceed confidently on behalf of equity and racial justice with backing provided by recent White House executive orders. The authors explain in a reference to recent executive orders signed by President Joe Biden, critical race theory, the belief that the United States is a fundamentally racist country Founding documents such as the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution 
are inherently racist and that a person can be inherently racist based simply on skin color has permeated public schools and corporations over the past several years, resulting in a now rescinded executive order from former President Donald Trump when he when he said that we should not be teaching this nonsense to children in school. I go back to the article. Brigham and Women's Hospital told the Washington Examiner in a statement that the article is an opinion piece written by two physicians, not a formal position of the hospital. Going back off the article, that's not true. This is a very active position piece that the hospital is pursuing, and I say that based on knowledge from people who are in the institution and know what's going on. Back to the article. The Brigham is committed to examining and eliminating the many impacts that racism has on health and well-being of our patients, the statement added. As part of our system's United Against Racism campaign, we support efforts focused on improving both the access and the experience of our patients, focusing on the community health and advocacy, and increasing the diversity of leadership. The statement continued, as part of this commitment, researchers have proposed a pilot program for heart failure patients that aims to address the racial inequities found in a recent study, which found that race, as well as other factors, affected who was admitted to the cardiology service at the hospital. Aspects of this pilot program were described within the opinion piece you've cited. This program offers a critical step toward identifying opportunities to improve access for patients who have been historically denied equal access. This article is a bunch of crap. And I've been practicing medicine since I've been involved in medicine, having started medical school back in 1977. So for the better part of over 40 years, I've been involved in healthcare and taking care of people, and I have not seen a single person turned away on the basis of race. This is such garbage. You know, this is what happened in Atlanta back in the 19. 30s, the 1940s, the 1950s, when the public hospital here in Atlanta, Grady Hospital, the the county hospital, was actually called the Grady's. Why was it called the Grady's? Because there were two Grady's. There was one for blacks and one for whites. And presumably the resources at the hospital for whites were much better than the one for blacks. How despicable, how unmedical, how disgusting is it for people to believe that today in 2021, this is actually happening. And there are people who would have you believe this lie, just like the lie of voter fraud, and will go as far as saying that we are going to treat one race preferentially medically to another race. I, if 
God help me if that ever happens while I'm still practicing medicine. You know, I I have taken care of disadvantaged minority children for my entire career. In Georgia, since I've gotten here, I am I my group was the only group of pediatric urologists that took care of children in this state. Do you think for one second that I treat somebody differently because of the color of their skin? Absolutely not. They all get exactly the same treatment in my office, in the hospital where I practice. And if I give somebody care that is different based on the color of their skin, I want somebody to take away my medical license because that is that is unethical that is un-american that is just un it's inhuman and now for a boston hospital a prominent boston hospital to take this position and claim that differences in outcomes because of race is because of institutional racism fails to, number one, be scientific about why there might be racial differences, and number two, anti-American, anti-medicine, to even, to, to even intimate that there should be differences in the way people are treated based on their race. Neo-racism. These people in Boston at Brigham Hospital have been, they've been co-opted by the left. They're left to begin with, but because they have bought into the lie about race and racism by the neo-racists, they are out to prove how unracist they are by going so far as to offer care to black individuals, preferentially to white individuals. That will show them how unracist they are and how they're undoing the 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 dastardly deeds that the neo-racists are accusing them of. Now, black individuals have had um, less access to care um, because of socioeconomic issues, not because of their race. Black individuals who have had access to private insurance get, get the same care as white Americans in this country. Those who are in poverty have had to deal with programs that the government has set up to try to overcome those socioeconomic inequities. That has not been successful because these programs are an abject failure. And we've talked about this on the show numerous times, and we can get back to this on a show in the future. But that's one of the reasons why the 
the poor community, which in the African-American community, the black community, many of these people fall into, they have worse health care outcomes. They also have worse health care outcomes because of choices that they make in terms of their lifestyle, the kind of food that they eat, um, the diet that they have, and and true, there's a socioeconomic factor involved in that as well. And then finally, there's genetics. Now, we, we don't want to acknowledge genetics. We're getting away from that because the left has co-opted that as well. There's no such thing as genetic males or genetic females anymore. But genetics is a very important factor as to whether or not somebody is going to be predisposed to certain problems. Black individuals have a greater incidence of prostate cancer. Black individuals have a greater propensity for hypertension and diabetes. Black individuals have a higher incidence of sickle cell anemia than white individuals, which this disease is almost unheard of in white individuals. So genetics is a very important factor in as much as its contribution to the health of the black community. So it's not systemic racism that has disadvantaged these people. It is socioeconomics and genetics and access and programs that the government has set up. So this is this is absolutely breathtaking on my part that a major hospital would go as far as to publicly advocate for this position and and to encourage other healthcare institutions to follow suit. This is a very very dangerous position and a slippery slope, a very very dangerous road that they're taking us down, much to the delight of the Marxists. These people are doing their bidding, and the Marxists in this country and around the world are delighting by it. They are just absolutely, um, they are enthralled with the fact that Americans are buying this garbage, and, and they are delighting in the fact that the media is doing their bidding for whatever reason it's this is you know uh, this has a very bad end and i don't know where it ends and i and i wish that the people who embrace this would think this through and ask themselves where does this go what are what's the end point because whenever you start to protest, whenever you are um, taking a position, you have to have some goal. You have to have an end point. We know what the goal of the, of the Marxists is, the leftists. They want to see every institution in America burn and destroyed so that they can create a country that's more like Venezuela or Cuba or 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 China 
or North Korea. I don't know what the black community wants, and I think that the honest black community is split on this. The, you've got the activists who are inciting the, the, the country and pushing a lie. And I know that they, too, want to see the country burn because so many of them are Marxists. But I'm not sure what the mainstream black community is hoping to achieve with all of this, with less policing, with with more crime on the streets, with more racism in our country. We're heading back to the 1960s, folks, not away from it. This is getting to a point that I thought we were well over, and it's being the pot is being stirred by Marxists to to uh, bring us back to those times. We're gonna. I'm just gonna end. We have a few minutes, but you know, I'm. I, I spent this whole show talking about race, racism, neo-racists, racism permeating institutions, including medicine. You know, medicine is in trouble. And when I got involved in trying to stop the slide of medicine into socialism and into a uh, government-controlled system, back in 2008, I had a tremendous amount of optimism. I thought that doctors can band together and push back. I thought that politicians can be convinced that this is the wrong direction. I thought that the media would be interested in real stories about how moving towards socialism in healthcare would actually injure Americans. I thought that the business community would um, be allies because so many Americans got their health care through employed their employment. But right now, I'm at a very low point as far as health care in America is concerned. Medicine's in trouble, folks. And um, the only way that we're going to get this back is by every single person getting active and stopping these Marxists and fighting back, pushing back, not agreeing to accept their crap that they're trying to, to spin and sell to Americans. And it starts today, it starts every day, and it it's going to hopefully, ultimately, um, end in 2022 and 2024 at the ballot box. But it's going to require a lot of uh, guts on the part of a lot of Americans to stand up and fight back. I'll be back with you in two weeks. I um, hope that uh, you enjoyed this show and you share it because it's very important. And my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, will be back in the chair next week. Thank you for being with us. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.